Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Come down and see us next fall. So God bless you. We will see you again tomorrow at the same time. Bye-bye. Good morning. It is March 10th this morning, and we are looking at a beautiful weather um, situation outside with the clouds all around. And uh, again, I get to sleep with my windows open and a little blanket on for you guys up north. That doesn't mean anything, but when you spend all summer sweating and trying to look for air conditioners, it's really nice to have some cool weather around. And uh, some of you are getting the nice warm weather now. So that's also great, a great change. Well, if you have your Bibles, we want to get ready to look at numbers this morning, numbers two and numbers three. But as we wait for more people to log on, let's look at a couple of interesting facts in history and a couple of little dad jokes. Here's, a, here's one. Uh, a group of cattle is a herd. It's a cauldron of bats. It's a murder of crows and a pot of dolphins. But what do you call a group of children? A migraine. Yes, that's very true. How about another one? Mm, We've done this one, but it's so good it's worth repeating. When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes apparent. Yep. Now, as far as interesting things that happened on this day, there's a lot, but the only one I'm going to focus on is Alexander Graham Bell. This is the day on March 10th, 1876, that he calls his assistant in the next room. Mr. Watson, come here. I want you. That was the first phone call. Okay, let's move over to... The reading for this morning into Numbers chapter 2. Thank you, Father. Guide us and direct us as we look into these things this morning. Refresh our hearts as we read these words. Give us understanding and also strength for this day to carry these words with us and feed on them and uh, gain spiritual insight from them. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 2, now the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, The sons of Israel shall camp, each by his own standard, with the banners of their father's households. They shall camp around the tent of meeting at a distance. Now those who camp on the east side towards the sunrise shall be of the standard of the camp of Judah. By their armies, the leader of the sons of Judah, Nashon, the sons of Amminadab, and his army, even their numbered men, 74,600, those who camp next to him shall be the tribe of Issachar and their leaders of the sons of Issachar, Nathaniel, the sons of Zur, and his family, even their number of men, 54,400, 
Then comes the tribe of Zebulun and their leader and the sons of Zebulun, Eliab, the son of Helan, and his army, even his number of 57,400. The total of the numbered men of the camp of Judah, 186,400 by their armies. They shall set out first, and on the south side shall be the standard of the camp of Reuben by their armies, and the leader of the sons of Reuben, Eliasur, the sons of Shedaur, and the army, even their numbered men, 46,500, those who camp next to him, shall be the tribe of Simeon, and the leader of the sons of Simeon, Shanumiel, the son of Zurish Adai, and his army, even their numbered men, 59,300. Then comes the tribe of Gad, the leader of the sons of Gad, Eliasaph, the sons of Deuel, and his army, even their numbered men, 45,650, the total of the numbered men of the camp of Reuben, 151,450 of their armies, and they shall set out second. Then the tent of meeting shall set out with the camp of the Levites in the midst of the camp, just as they camp. So they shall set out every man in his place by their standards. On the west side shall be the standard of the camp of Ephraim by their armies, and on the leader of the sons of Ephraim shall be Elishama, the son of Amenahud, and his army, even their numbered men, of 40,500. Next to him shall be the tribe of Manasseh, and the leader of the sons of Manasseh, Gamaliel, the son of Padashur, and his army, even their numbered men, 32,200. Then comes the tribe of Benjamin, and the leader of the sons of Benjamin, Abidan, the son of Gideoni, and his army, even their numbered men, 35,400. The total of the number of the men of the camp of Ephraim, 108,100, by their armies. They shall set out third, and on the north side shall be the standard of the camp of Dan by their armies and the leader of the sons of Dan. Eliezer, the son of Amishadai, and his army, even their numbered men, 62,700. Those who camp next to him shall be the tribe of Asher. And the leader of the sons of Asher, Pejiel, the sons of Ukran, and his army, even their numbered men, 41,500. Then comes the tribe of Naphtali, the leader of the sons of Naphtali, Hira, a son of Enon and his army, even their numbered men, 53,400. The total of the number of the men of the camp of Dan was 157,600. They shall set out last by their standard. These are the numbered men of the sons of Israel by their father's households. The total of the numbered men of the camp of their armies, 103,550. The Levites, however, were not numbered among the sons of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Thus the sons of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So they camped by their standards, and they set out everyone by his family according to his father's household. Chapter 3. Now these are the records of the generations of Aaron and Moses at the time when the Lord spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. These then are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab, the firstborn, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priest whom he ordained to serve. But Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord when they offered strange fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. And they had no children. So Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests in the lifetime of their father Aaron. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, 
bring the tribe of Levi near and set them before Aaron, the priest, that they may serve him. They shall perform the duties for him and for the whole congregation before the tent of meeting to do the service of the tabernacle. They shall also keep the furnishings of the tent of meetings along with the duties and the sons of Israel to do the service of the tabernacle. So you shall give to the Levites, to Aaron, and to his sons. They are wholly given to him from among the sons of Israel. So you shall appoint Aaron and his sons that they may keep their priesthood. But the layman who comes near shall be put to death. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now behold, I have taken the Levites from among the sons of Israel instead of every firstborn, the first issue of the womb among the sons of Israel. So the Levites shall be mine. All of the firstborn are mine. On the first day that I struck down all the firstborn of the land of Egypt and sanctified myself, all the firstborn of Israel, from man to beast, they shall be mine. I am the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, Number the sons of Levi by their father's households, by their armies or their families, every male, from a month old and upward, you shall number. So Moses numbered them according to the word of the Lord, just as he had been commanded. These then are the sons of Levi by their names, Gershom and Koath and Merari. These are the names of the sons of Gershom by their families, Libni and Shemel, and the sons of Koath by their families, Amram and Isar, Hebron and Uziel, and the sons of Merari by their families, Mali and Mushi. These are the families of the Levites according to their father's households. Of Gershom was the family of the Libnites, of the family of the Shimeites. These were the families of the Gershonites. Their numbered men in the numbering of every male from a month old and upward, even their numbered men were 7,500. The families of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle westward. And the leader of the father's household of the Gershonites was Eliasaph, the son of Lael. Now the duties of the sons of the Gershon of the tent of meeting involved the tabernacle and the tent, its coverings, and the screen of the doorway of the tent of meeting, and the hangings of the court, and the screen for the doorway of the court, which is around the tabernacle and the altar, and its courts according to all the service concerning him. Of Koath was the family of the Aramanites, of the family of the Isarites, and the family of the Hebronites, of the family of the Uzielites. These were the families of the Koathites. In the numbering of every male from a month old and upward, there were 8,600, performing the duties of the sanctuary. The families of the sons of Koath were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle, and the leader of the father's households of the Kohathite family was Elisaphan, the son of Uziel. Now the duties involved the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altar, and the utensils of the sanctuary with which they minister, and the screen, and all the service concerning them. 
And Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, was the chief of the leaders of Levi and had oversight on those who performed the duties of the sanctuary. Of Merari was the family of the Molites, of the family of the Mushites. These were the family of Merari. Their numbered men of the numbering of every male from one month old and upward was 6,200. The leader of the father's household of the families of Merari was Zriel, the son of Abahel. They were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. Now the appointed duties for the sons of Merari involved the frames of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, and all its equipment and the service concerning them. And the pillars around the court with their sockets and their pegs and their courts. Now those who were to camp before the tabernacle eastward, before the tent of meeting, towards the sunrise are Moses and Aaron and his sons, performing the duties of the sanctuary for the obligation of the sons of Israel. But the layman coming near was to be put to death. All the numbered men of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered at the command of the Lord by their families, every male from a month old and upward, were 22,000. Verse 40. Then the Lord said to Moses, Number every firstborn male of the sons of Israel from a month old and upward, and make a list of their names. You shall take the Levites for me. I am the Lord instead of all the firstborn among the sons of Israel. And the cattle of the Levites, instead of all the firstborn among the cattle of the sons of Israel. So Moses numbered all the firstborn among the sons of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded him. And all the firstborn males, by the number of names from a month old and upward, their numbered men were 22,273. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites, instead of all the firstborn, among the sons of Israel and the cattle of the Levites, and the Levites shall be mine, for I am the Lord. For the ransom of the 273 of all the firstborn of the sons of Israel who are in excess beyond the Levites, you shall take five shekels apiece per head. You shall take them in terms of the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is 20 geras. And give the money, the ransom, for those who are in excess among them, to Aaron and to his sons. So Moses took the ransom money from those who were in the excess beyond those ransomed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the sons of Israel, he took the money in terms of the shekel of the sanctuary, 1,365. Then Moses gave the ransom money to Aaron and to his sons at the command of the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Got a lot of interesting things going on in those two chapters. We have, again, the continuation of the numbering of Israel, which is why the book is named Numbers. And they're set up around the tabernacle. Why is this so important? It is foundational, really, if you want to stop and think about it, to everything in the Bible and everything in life. It is so amazing if we would just stop and think uh, what's going on. This is the first time since the fall of man that God said, I will establish my presence on the earth again, like he was in Eden when he walked with Adam and Eve. And he says, I will come and be among you. And so as I'm going to be on the earth, my presence, of course, 
heaven and earth can't contain the whole glory of God, but as he chose to manifest himself, there among them, he said, I'm going to dwell among you. And so we get this very visible, extremely visible picture of how he's dwelling among them. He says, I want you to camp all around me. And what interesting things I thought about reading that, maybe one of the reasons why he was so intent and, and making Moses number all the tribes was really for our benefit, this side of the cross. So, so we can see that when he positioned all those tribes with all those numbers, numbering them around the tabernacle, if you were to be up in a balloon above them with the tabernacle there and them sacrificing, and you went up high enough, you would look to have a similarity to the cross. Some of you have seen, have seen the drawings. It's impressive by the number of uh, tribes and how many were in each how as they were around that tabernacle, it would look like a cross. That's just mind-blowing. And, and this is the, the whole issue of it. God wants to dwell among his people. And you have all around him, all the people, so their whole, uh, their whole social structure, you might even say economy, was based around God being in the center of everything that they were doing. You couldn't go from point A to point B through the middle of the camp without going by the tabernacle. Well, you could only go so close. And then around the tabernacle was the priesthood, you know, that was all ministering there. So, so the kids would learn, everybody would learn right away that if you're an Israelite, God's the center of everything. And it's true, he's the center of the universe and he is the creator of the world, why wouldn't we want him to be center of our communities also? Of course, center of our home, center of our life. Pretty amazing. So we get this command to then go in and number the children of Israel and put them around the whole tabernacle. Of course, the Levites then are numbered and placed around there too, according to their tribes, in a inner cross, so you could see an inner kind of little gathering around the tabernacle, those ministering to the Lord. And again, New Testament side, we are those ministers. And each family was given a responsibility of something to do, ministry within the church, I should say, the sanctuary, the tabernacle, I'm sorry. And I thought about that reading, and I said, man, you know, sometimes we complain about doing Sunday school, or we complain about helping clean the church. We can, you know, we, we think, ah, you know, it's just church. I don't need to get involved. I'll just go. But if you consider yourself part of the priesthood, which New Testament says you are, that we're a holy nation and a priesthood, then you see that God expected his priests to be ministering before him in some fashion, that it was a a privilege that the rest of the nation could not do. And it was supposed to be kind of part of who they were. Yeah, I'm a priest. I'm, I'm a servant of whatever the Lord wants me to do. Consider that, whatever church you're involved in. All right, March 10th, Charles Spurgeon, Walk in Light. I am come a light into the world that whomever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. John twelve forty six. This world is dark as midnight. Jesus has come that by faith we may have light and may no longer sit in the gloom which covers all the rest of mankind. Whoever is a very wide term. 
it means you and me. If we trust in Jesus, we shall no more sit in the dark shadow of death, but shall enter into the warm light of the day, which shall never end. Why do we not come out into the light at once? A cloud may sometimes hover over us, but we shall not abide in darkness. If we believe in Jesus, he has come to give us broad daylight. Shall he come in vain? If we have faith, we have the privilege of sunlight. Let us enjoy it. For the light of natural depravity, of ignorance, of doubt, of despair, of sin, of dread, Jesus has come to set us free. And all believers shall know that he no more comes in vain than the sun rises and fails to shatter his heat and light. Shake off the depression, dear brother. Abide not in the dark, but abide in the light. And Jesus is thy hope, thy joy, thy heaven. Look to him, to him only, and thou shalt rejoice. As the birds rejoice at sunrise, and as the angels rejoice before the throne. That dovetails pretty nicely into what I was talking about last night and David being stuck alone in the cave of Adullam and writing those incredible psalms in the depth of his darkness in a dark cave and being able to then know that God was good and know that God would bring him up. He, he, he chose to focus on his worship instead of his worry. And God did bring him out of that darkness and and caused his son, his son to shine upon him. I probably literally was that in a sense, the glory of his son to really shine into his heart, even though it was, you know, he had no idea of who Jesus was then. But can you imagine just experiencing God in those times of despair and how God came and ministered to him and changed his whole heart? Pretty phenomenal. Well, let's go ahead and pray. A little shorter today. We didn't have a lot of reading, but it's good to do that. And then also, of course, to take the advantage of prayer during this time. So we want to do that. And we want to be remembering those that are really dealing with a lot of tough issues right now. I can't even imagine the things that the people in Ukraine are going through. So let us do pray for them. Father God, thank you for this morning and thank you for allowing us to come into your presence and spend this time with you. Thank you that you are bringing many people out of darkness and depression as it seems to have a lessening and a lightening of the COVID and people seem to be able to at least concentrate on getting back to their life. But as always, Father, there's always looming something out there to cause us to fear, to fall into fear. That's just the way the enemy works. So we have wars and rumors of wars, and we have economic turmoil or disaster happening in the U.S., and we have governments that are closing off our freedoms and putting churches under lockdown and different things. So, Father, our desire is to do exactly this, to keep our minds and our hearts focused on you and to worship you. And let your light shine in us and not allow any of the darkness to take root there and take hold. So, God, keep our heart light and our, and our attitude light, Father. We want to be your people of joy, even amidst the things that are going on around us. There's some very, very serious things going on in the Ukraine right now. And so we lift that up and ask that you would continue to use the missionaries, the churches, the social programs, 
to charitable organizations, even the government, to help get the people out. Thank you that there are thousands seemingly getting back to Israel, the Jews that are flooding back. And Father, prophetically, we know this is, again, part of your plan, that before the church is taken out and the tribulation begins, you're going to have your people back there, by and large. You're going to have the majority of your people back there. So we see this as a major step forward in the prophetic end times. All of these Jewish Ukrainians getting back to Israel. Father, we pray they are are well taken care of, as we know Israel will. But I imagine the logistics are a nightmare, having flight after flight coming over. So God just used the believers over there and the, the Christians that are ministering in Israel to be a friend, to be a light and a hope, and to show them the love of God. And we pray for their salvation as they go over there, that they would come to find out why they left in such a hurry and what God is doing. Father, we know that if if Russia is successful and takes over Ukraine, which it looks like it will, and continues its push in the Baltic area, it could easily then grow its army and move down along with Syria and even Iran, and come against Israel, which would be the completion or be the setup for the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, Father. So we we take what's going on very seriously, not just for the loss of life and the preciousness of life and what's going on there, but we see, Father, that the enemy may be making this move. And so we want to number our days, and we want, Father, to make what's going on in our life count now and uh, not put off tomorrow what we can do today. So, Father, just give us a focus in our minds, in our hearts, to keep our minds set upon you and not get distracted and pulled off into the world and go off on some spiritual holiday where we kind of put you on the back burner. God, we want your fire to burn within us and strengthen us and guide us, God, in these days so that we can minister to the hurting and to the lost. I'm thinking of those that are right now just, coming out of the fog of the COVID and are very concerned about life, very confused, looking for answers. Father, may you use my brothers and sisters, use the church to be that light to them, to bring them the light of your love and so they can come to know you. Thank you for the evangelism team, God, and what they'll be doing tonight. Be with them, guide them, be their strength, help them to witness your love, your mercy, but to be truthful in all that they say. And touch Francisco. Thank you, God. He was able to come to church last night. And may you give him, in his mind right now, just clarity and and comfort, knowing that you're the God of comfort. And let him know, God, how well other people have done and have come out of similar situations with tumors in their brain and how well you've been able to use doctors or use your own hand to heal them. Would you pray for the shrinking of the tumors, Father, and that he would be able to sleep well, be able to rest well, and be able to feel and understand the hope and the light that is in you. And we pray for strength for Anna as she's got all of her work to do and around the house and the, and the connections she has with people and the family she has. Keep her breathing well, God. Every breath is precious, so we ask God you would strengthen her lungs. Maria Elena, for her cancer, we ask you... Please, God, use the chemo, use whatever she's taking. Same with Joe, uh, Ben Busadias, that whatever 
treatment they decide to take. God, may it be something that is speedy and works extremely well. Uh, same with the all the other brothers and sisters that are going up and they're dealing with their treatments in the U.S. and Canada. God, many, one day maybe I can get all the names together to list all the names, but we know that what's going on right now in the world is there's this rise in in cancers and again part of part of the problem is our just our polluted way we live these days but also as part of the enemy so god we know that uh, there's all kinds of things going on that's trying to tear down our way of life as believers and we want to stand against that thank you god for what you are doing in their lives encourage the brothers cause them to be strong help them to stand fast and may you grow our church god so that we can minister to them grow the radio ministry here the amount for breakfast so that people every day could come on and hear your word father hear you and be built up and strengthened so that they're not targets for the enemy and they're not targets for depression so thank you for all you're doing here and we ask you to continue to do that in jesus name amen okay everybody thank you again for being with us and we are going to continue on on the spanish side of it in a few minutes if you want to work on your spanish i'm telling you there's probably no better way than have your bible open having read these two chapters and go back and hear it in spanish and try and pronounce those words and as you go through it if you do it enough it's helping my spanish i can tell you that uh keep doing it so you'll be ready 